Merry Christmas. Does anyone else love Christmas lights? Yeah, like them. I like Christmas lights. It's neat to go driving someplace and just looking at them. And uh, I don't know if uh, you've... Uh, McRae's Farm here in South Hadley's put on quite a display. I think I had a picture. Yeah, there's, I haven't been, uh, but it's neat. Uh, and people will drive a long distance to see the lights. They'll even pay money to see uh, the lights. Uh, yeah, I like Christmas lights. Anyone here put up Christmas lights outside? Ray J. Okay. That's it. Uh, now, Chrissy, I saw you raised your hand. Where did you, did you, where did you put the lights? Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. So Nathan, I'll ask you since you're the one who actually did it. <laughs> um, Nathan, where, why did you put the light there? Yeah. So uh, on, on the barn, there's that, it's, it's really shining bright. You put lights up for people to see them, right? You don't say, oh, I'm going to put some Christmas lights up today, and then, you know, you go into your closet and line your closet with Christmas lights, because no one will see them. You don't go put them in your basement, right? Uh, unless you want to go in your basement and have some light there, but if you want to shine the light, you don't put the light in these types of places. You don't put your display in that closet. So today, I really want us, uh, my goal for today is for us to, whenever we see Christmas lights, I want us to think about the giver of light. I want us to think about the light of the world, Jesus. Um, so that's, that's, uh, that's uh, my goal for today. And so we're going to look at a lot of scriptures that talk about light um, and also talk about the principles of light and all of that stuff, because that's my goal. I want us, when we go to uh, drive around, maybe even tonight, maybe driving uh, home or driving to a relative's house, and we see some lights displayed, I want us to think about Jesus, uh, the giver of light, because, um, and I apologize, Brian, so Brian, you know, he does our, um, our, our video stuff online, and so I'm going to be going all over the place, and I didn't warn you, Brian, because I know you've already got enough surprises, um, but, you know, when we have Christmas lights, right, so I, we already have some Christmas lights, but I just plugged those in, and, and notice now, our eyes get drawn to that. So now that part of the sanctuary has been highlighted, right? Whereas before, you probably weren't looking at that at all, maybe a little because there was some points said, little lights, that was nice. But now your eyes are drawn to it more. That's what light does. It draws our eyes. We're drawn to the light. That's why we'll drive around looking to the light. And, and that, I, think, I think there's a spark in there that it's a reminder of our need for light, because light has a couple of properties that we need to live, that we need to know, and Jesus is that light. He is the light of the world. So let's look at some things. Now, John's gospel, so, so last night we, um, well, I mentioned John chapter 1, uh, but today I want to dive into it deeper. Uh, John chapter 1 now, the Gospel of John, we've been in Matthew, 
Matthew has a story of the nativity. We looked at that, you know, the wise men, uh, Joseph, Luke, which um, the, the Jones just read this, this morning, that talks about Jesus' birth and the shepherds and all of that. Well, John, the Gospel of John doesn't have a nativity story. Instead, what John does is he goes back to the beginning. And he says, all right, you know, you might know the story of Jesus' birth, but I want to tell you about how actually Jesus took part in that light first being created. When God said, let there be light, Jesus was there. And then we beheld his glory. So the giver of light came and shone his light among us. And I want to tell you about that. So John begins his gospel this way, John chapter 1, verse 1 through 14. He says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who be believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we seen his glory. Glory is the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So here, John is saying the main point is like the light shown in the world, the glory of God, and we've seen it. And that word glory, that's a very popular word in or much used word in the Bible too. It refers to God's presence, but with his presence, there's a, a glorious radiance, a brightness. So John here, he's saying that, that the light the glory of God that spoke light into the world, that said, let there be light, and there was light, and separated the light from the darkness. That one, we've seen his glory. He has brought light to our world now. So yes, he brought light to the world when he created it, but now we've seen him. He's, he's stepped among us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory. We beheld his brightness. And all who have believed in him, all who received that light, he's given right to become children of God. And although it doesn't say it here, there's other places in the Bible that talk about believers in Jesus as being children of light. And then later, and that sets up John's gospel. So that's a theme in John's gospel, the light, Jesus being the light. So that in eight, chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So Jesus says, you know, he's the light and he's bringing that light. So that's a popular, uh, uh, um, a common image, right? Light. And it's, it's so common that let's, uh, let's unpack that. So what does light do? Okay. This is not a rhetorical question. What does light do? What are some of the things that light does? What's that? Good, right. It shows the way. It reveals things. Good. Yes, it, it brightens the space. 
good, drives away darkness. So that if, if you're in a dark room and you, you even have one flashlight, one torch, right? Boom, you can see now. How about the light of the sun? It warms us. Yeah, it makes life possible, right? Without the light of the sun, we wouldn't be able to, to live. And, and remember, when, when John wrote his gospel, there was no such thing as artificial life. You had two choices. You had the sun or you had fire, right? That was, those were your two options. Uh, and, and so generally, you know, and, and you make fire, you burn wood, all of that stuff. So really, when they thought of light, the first thing they would think of is the sun, right? They would think of daylight, um, yes, they would have, you know, fire and whatnot, but really when they think of light, it's not like us where we have tons, we just plug things in and we have flashlights and all that. They thought of the sun and the sun gives warmth. The sun makes life possible. So those are the two things that we need to think about when we think of light, when we say Jesus is the light, that light reveals what's really there. Um, and it also makes life possible. So let's look more at that light reveals what's really there. Now, as I was thinking about some things to do um, here, that one of the blessings we have, right, is that it's kind of sunny out today. And so the sun is so strong that we didn't even turn on the, the little candles in the windows because they really wouldn't make a difference, Right? Because the sun is so powerful. And the sun, the Jesus, right? The, 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 the sun, the light that's beyond our control, like that's the most powerful light. And we can do things, uh, but really it's that light that en enlightens things. So I've got, I need a couple of volunteers. I need someone who wants to play with a flashlight. Anyone? And baskets. Who wants to play with flashlights and a basket? All right. Here. So I'm going to give you those two things for now. And I want you to, uh, that flashlight, all right, there's one. I want you to take it and see the fan right above you? I want you to put, try to put a spotlight on that fan with the light. Yeah, there's a middle one. Get that middle one on. All right, so as you can see, that light is on, but it's not really shining all that brightly because it's, this, this place is full, of, um, is full of sun, right? Now, and again, sorry for those of you online who can't see anything. All right. This, hmm. Oh, there's the sun. All right. Where I'm trying to get this, oh, there's the, there it is, there it is, oh, 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 there's the light. I'm going to spotlight this one. All right, so I'm doing the speaker there. All right, so if you really wanted to see the speaker, right, we can highlight that by, again, shining the light on it, the reflective light. And the, the girls who have the flashlight, again, it's, it's like... When we have the true light, when we're walking in um, the light of day, 
that that all the lights that we come across that at night and in the darkness, we might be able to see clearly like that flashlight, because that's a pretty powerful flashlight. It all pales in comparison. And so I want us to, yes, there's something about Christmas lights that are, are neat and you can really only see them and appreciate them at night. But I want us to see those things and, and have it call us to the true light uh, the, the light that's beyond any one of our, um, it's, it's beyond our control, right? And also notice, in order to, to highlight, and I did that, the speaker, that I didn't say, oh, I need to, that flashlight is strong, but I need even a bigger flashlight, and I could have got one, but all I had to do was what? Reflect the sunlight. Like, and that was powerful. That I could do. And so, too, when we're talking about the light of Christ, that one of the properties of light is it, it highlights things, it allows us to see things better, is that that ultimate light comes from God, that he is the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. That's why, uh, now, last night when we had a, a, a Christmas Eve service and it was dark here, then all those lights, you know, if we turned them all down... What would happen? Well, if we, once people blew out all their candles, if we turned all the, kept all the lights off and people were trying to leave, what would happen? We'd be tripping over one another, hitting the, hitting the pews. Because that's what happens when you don't have enough light. You run into things. You can't see things clearly, even though you know they're kind of there. So that as you're leaving, if it were dark, you'd probably run into a pew. Say, oh, I, I, I just can't see. That's what light does. It enlightens us. It enlightens the path. And God is that true light that helps us see things clearly. So when, Jesus, when God, um, John says Jesus has come and uh, shown the light, he's saying that, you know, bef before uh, we couldn't see God clearly. Before, we couldn't see the, the truth of the universe clearly. We couldn't see God's path clearly. But now this Jesus has come, and he has, like, shown a spotlight on who God is. He's revealed who God is. He's shown a spotlight on God's plan for the world. It's a redemptive plan. He's shown a light on what it means to be human and, and, and who we are. And so now we have that light to live by. Before, it was as if we were walking in darkness. We couldn't quite see things. We couldn't understand things. But now Jesus has come. And it's, and it's not that we can't see anything, and, and, and God has shown things and revealed things throughout history, uh, but with Jesus, everything that was obscured, he is, he is enlightened. And he hasn't taken out all mystery, but much of that mystery, he's shown that light on so that... Uh, you know, I used to, I used to have really good eyesight, like better than 2020. But now that I'm over 45, my eyesight is no longer better than 2020. So I can't make fun of those people who, when you know, at restaurants it's dark, so you get your menu out. What do you do? You take your cell phone, right? And you say, oh, you can tell someone who's over 40 because they read their menu with a with a cell phone, uh, with a cell phone light. Um, why do we do that? Well, because we need light. We know if I can't see something, I need more light. And that's what Jesus is. He is the light of the world. That's what John says. Jesus came to do that. Now, the other thing that light does, 
is it gives, it gives life. It makes life possible on earth. Again, it's the light from the sun. And so in John 1, 4, he says, in him was life, and that life was the light of man. And so Jesus gives light in a couple of ways. Uh, one is that, well, he made the sun, right? That was a part of John 1. He's like, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and nothing was made without him. So that Jesus is the life giver, the light giver, and that he's given the light. <laughs> that the, the son, he's a, he was uh, the, the, the triune God. He was a part of making the son that gives life to the world. But then, but he's also the life giver in that he gives eternal life. Right? He gives eternal life to all of those who trust in him. So those are the two ways that Jesus is the light. He makes eternal life possible. And because God in the scriptures is, talking, is talked about as being light and life, he gives those things. When God shows up when, to a place, he brings light and life because those are a part of who he is. He is, uh, uh, God is light. God gives life. And we see that with Jesus. We see that is, that's especially true in the final recreation spoken about in the book of Revelation. In chapter 21, verse 22 through 25, um, John here, he's, he's receiving a vision of the end times. And he says this, he says, uh, speaking of the new creation of, of new Jerusalem, of heaven for not quite precise term. He says, I saw no temple in the city. For its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light. And its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. And its gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. You see that? The glory of God will give the city its light. So what's happened here is John has he's taken the most important light that everyone knows about, the sun, that gives life, that makes life possible. And in Revelation, he's saying, all right, the creator of the sun, the, of God and the lamb, that's another word for Jesus, the lamb of God, they step in and their glory give us eternal light, eternal life, eternal joy. Because God is light and life, when he gives himself, and he gave himself in Jesus, he gives these things. So it's no surprise that when John in his gospel says, talks about the word becoming flesh and dwelling among us, he's saying, we saw his glory, we saw his light, and he, his light gives life to all men. And then in, in um, Revelation, it talks about the nation streaming Right, streaming to the new Jerusalem, streaming to God and his glory because they give life. Why? Because there's that thing in us that is attracted to light. Because we know God and his glory are the true light. That's why we, you know, times like this when it's cold and dark, like people move to Florida because they, they're, they're, they're being drawn to the light. That's why our eyes go towards when we light something up. Our eyes will go to that. But that's not all there is to say about light. Let me say one more thing. 
Light is not meant to be put in a container or a closet, as I said. You put it someplace so that it shines. Um, so in John 1, it says, it talks about this fellow named John. That's actually John the Baptist saying, John came as a witness to the light. He was not the light himself, but he came to witness about that light. Because those who receive the light, who understand uh, the light that's given in Jesus, they're reborn as children of God. And they're not just meant to receive the light, they're meant to reflect the light. So as I did there, we're meant to be like that mirror that's shining the light, right? Not our own light, it's the light of God, and we're shining it, um, we're passing it on. And that's why Jesus says to his followers, the Sermon on the Mount, we looked at this scripture a couple of uh, well, weeks or months ago, in Matthew 5, 14 through 16, it says, you are the light of the world. And Jesus is talking to his disciples. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but put it on a stand, and it gives life and light, it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. So if we've received the light, we're meant to shine it, not put it in a basket. So now I want my volunteer ladies, uh, if you would turn that light on again, all right, and, and kind of come to the middle, okay, and with the basket, and, and sort of show the light, but then put it in the basket. Yeah. So now, before we had trouble seeing it, now we really can't see it. So, I mean, think about that. If it were dark in here, and uh, so like there was an eclipse or something, and now they had the only flashlight, and it's pitch dark in here. The lights go out, the power goes out. We wouldn't say, oh, uh, you know, put that light on, but make sure you put it in the basket. Oh, we'd be like, no, make sure you don't put it in the basket. Thank you. So that's a part of it. If we've received the light, we don't put it in a basket. We, we put it somewhere that it can be seen. So reflecting God's light, it's both, it's what we do, it's what we're called to do as children of God. So whether in word or deed, light is meant to go out into the world. But we're not the source of the light, right? Christ is. He has lit the glorious spirit of God in our hearts. So we're meant to show that light, but we have to be careful because it's not really our light we're showing, it's Christ. And if we lose our connection with him, we won't be reflecting the light. We'll be reflecting the darkness of the world. 2 Corinthians 4 says this. He says, uh, verse 5, For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ is Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God's, God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. So the light doesn't originate with us. Yes, God puts his spirit in us, and so there's an eternal, internal change. But that life-giving light is really from the creator. The creator has said, let there be light in the world, and then he says, let there be light in your heart. But it's all about Jesus, and we're reflecting him, not ourselves. And that's why it's important to live lives that reflect Christ, that reflect, what would Jesus do here? What would he say here? What, you know, are my thoughts in line with, with, with Jesus, with God, the light of the world? 
Because the world really is, and, and John does this um, several places in the gospel, the, the world we live in is, is a world of darkness. And one of the reasons that light shines brightly in the darkness is, well, there's so much darkness, it's distinct. That's why when we go, if we go around now and when everything's bright, we don't really see Christmas lights. But at night we do. Why? Because light is distinct from darkness. And so a part of the truth of Jesus being the light and us reflecting that light is, well, that means we're going to be distinct. We're not going to be just like the world around us. There's going to be a different quality, but it's not our own light shining. It's not ourselves. It's the reflecting the love and grace of God. So 1 John chapter 1, verse 5 through 7 says this. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie. We don't practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So here it's saying we're dist we need to be distinct that because God is light, we want to reflect him. We reflect what he would do in every situation. And we, we are to be distinct. And yes, that means uh, as individuals, as individuals, we are meant to be, uh, to shine God's light, to be distinct from the world around us so that no matter how dark the world is, that we're not putting ourselves under a basket. We're not hiding who we are in Christ, but we're shining who we are in Christ through our, our, our deeds, our words, and even our thoughts. But here's another thing about being the light, reflecting God's light is that we're also meant to do it together. Notice that scripture. It talks about having fellowship with one another. So, you know, a single light is kind of neat, right? So, yeah, we have uh, that light there, and it's giving us light, but it doesn't, we get used to it. It doesn't draw our eyes. One of the things about a Christmas display is not that they're just a, a single light, but what? That there's tons of lights. So put, yeah, so, again, back to McRae's farm, one of the things that really draws our eyes is there's like thousands of lights there, right? There's like thousands of lights. And, and together, that's like uh, as Christians, together, each one of us shining our light, when we're together, we can really display what God, um, how glorious God is. That's a part of it, um, is being distinct. And together, we can highlight different things. So right now, as I said, this string of lights is kind of highlighting, you know, the, these pews here. And there's a whole mess of them. There's probably about, well, maybe there's more. I mean, we're, we have a light attendance tonight because today because everyone's doing their thing. But, you know, maybe there's about the same amount of people as, as lights here. Is that together, we also can draw people's eyes to the creator, Right. And so baby Jesus already has some lights under him to highlight him. But together, we can also let's put some lights under baby Jesus. You know, so now our eyes are drawn not to the pastor who trips over things, but to the lights. Um, because really, that's what lights are meant to be. 
is that lights, Christmas lights, they're beautiful and they're wonderful. I love to see them too. But together, right, we are meant as a church, as Christians, to highlight Jesus, to highlight Jesus. And so even if there's not a baby Jesus as you drive around, think about, okay, God, that's a tiny, that, that little light represents a changed life through your light. That little light is reflecting, God, your goodness and your glory through a changed life. And together, those lights are proclaiming your glory. And so I pray that as a church, we would be those who, um, together, highlight Jesus. Let's pray. Dear God, you are the light of the world. Lord Jesus, you came to give life, to give light, the true light. Lord, there are some here or watching online who they don't know the path they should be on. They can't see you, God. They want to know you. I pray that the light of Jesus today would shine on them and help them. And you would reveal to them, God, who you are through Jesus, the path that you've put them on, the plan that you have for the world and that you're calling them to it. Lord, we also thank you that you're the, li the life giver. So we pray, God, that we would be walking in the life you've given us and we would reflect you, God. We would reflect you well. So show us, Lord, even today as we interact with families or friends, that we would reflect your grace, your truth, your light, not just in what we do, but in how we love, how we interact, uh, but also in, in how we talk, that we would reflect your goodness, your life-giving light in what we do, say, think, and we thank you, God. We thank you that you're the light come, that you made the, the son to give us life, but then you sent your son to give us eternal life. So Lord, may in our minds today, when we see lights, Christmas lights, Lord, may we think of you and rejoice in all that you've given. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.